What's going on, guys? This is Rob Doster here. I want to let you know about our sponsors, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't heard about them yet, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. I know because all of our 28 podcasts on the field of 68 and the field of 12 use Anchor by Spotify. It has the tools that will allow you to record and edit your pods right from your phone or your computer. You can distribute anywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all those places that allow you to listen to podcasts for absolutely free. Anchor sends those pods directly to the feeds. And here's the best part about it. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm if you want to get started on your own podcast. We're back again for the second time on this Wednesday afternoon uh, with an emergency Field of 68 live stream. Because, guys, believe it or not, we had bigger news today than the National Player of the Year deciding that he's going to come back to school. Jay Wright, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest college basketball coaches to ever do it, the winner of two of the last five national championships, is retiring. And I don't even know where to start with this, guys. Goodman, I'm going to go to you first. You are, uh, if anyone's wondering why he's walking around, he's not waiting tables today. He is now uh, in the bowels of the Boston Garden. He is at uh, the Boston-Brooklyn playoff game. So, Goodman, we're going to let you say your piece first so you can get back for the second half. But, uh, wow, what a, what a, what a day, yeah. huh? Yeah, I mean, like every year, Jay Wright would kind of say that he would think about retiring the last couple of years. But to do it at 60, and, and the thing with Jay is he's 60, but he, he looks like he's 50. So everybody who kind of thinks about it right now, they're thinking of Jay Wright as 50 years old, only a couple years removed now. I mean, they went to the Final Four this year, and they've won two titles in the last six years. So he is retiring at the top of his game, and he's doing it, honestly, because he's worn down. He's worn down. He wants to spend more time with the family. Uh, he's a guy who didn't go the route of the transfer portal very much, and he didn't want to. He's a guy who hasn't had to deal with the NIL very much. And now you're talking about when you're getting, you know, top 50 players, you got to figure out the NIL. I, I think it's, it's a combination from the people that I've talked to right now of it's the right time for Jay Wright at 60 years old, spend more time with his kids, spend more time with his wife, spend more time on the beach and, and unwind because right now college basketball, we talked about this earlier, Rob, it has changed so much in the last year. And I think a lot of coaches are going to – guys getting older. You know, I saw Kay, Kay's here tonight. Roy admitted it sped up the process for Roy Williams a little bit. I think everything sped up the process for Jay Wright. Yeah, it's it's one thing I talked with a coach that just got um, – he's a first-time head coach today. And he basically said to me, look, this is a 24-7, 365, full-time, nonstop gig. And it's something where uh, you can't you can't just – you know, you can't just – go and golf all of April and May, and, and it's a grind. Fanta, uh, I'm going to go to you on this. Can you just kind of put this in perspective a little bit for us uh, when it comes to the Big East, when it comes to – I mean, you know that conference better than anybody. What does this mean for the conference as a whole? Well, Jay Wright and, is and on real, – Real quick before you say something, Goodman, when you, when you jump off the Zoom, it messes up the video feed. So if you could just give us five minutes, five minutes without answering a text. Jay Wright is on the Big East Mount Rushmore. Without question. He carried the torch for the league during a period in which many doubted the conference and questioned the conference, including Jay Wright. He said 
during the NCAA tournament that when the Big East reconfigured and when the reconfigured league revved up in 2013-14 with Xavier Butler and Creighton joining that, that Catholic 7 alignment, there were columns, countless columns, countless narratives, people around the sport of college basketball who said, you don't have football. You're not surviving in the current climate of college sports. The Big East has been a good league, a quality league, since it reconfigured. Jay Wright got it a seat at the big boy table by making Final Fours and by producing two national championships in three years. And frankly, there will never be another at Villanova. He is the greatest of all time at Villanova University. He is Villanova basketball. And what I think that this signified is everything that he poured into it. The fact that he was inducted into the Hall of Fame last September, he's already accomplished a Hall of Fame career. He's not retiring and then going back into coaching next year or in two years or in three years. The NBA has called countless times. Jay Wright has had many occurrences where he could have jumped to the NBA. He stayed home at Villanova. He stayed home at this small Catholic school outside of Philadelphia and built up the winningest program in college basketball over the last decade. This decision weighed on him. It took time to reach this point. He didn't just wake up and say, I'm retiring. But tonight, the night that this news breaks, it is the end of an all-time coaching era. And what does it mean for the Big East? He was the dean of that league. It certainly is a, it's a huge loss, not just for that league, but guys, and Jeff, you know this, when we talk about faces of college basketball, mm-hmm. Jay Wright is one of the guys that you said going into next year, when there are things happening in the sport of college basketball, Jay Wright's going to be asked about them because he is highly regarded and respected. And here's the thing. All that change, that weighed on Jay. He's tired. He didn't want to deal with it anymore. He didn't want to deal with that, fam. He's exhausted. That's the thing. That's the thing is a lot. Listen, I I just got done talking with Coach K pregame, and and he said we talked about the direction. There is no direction for college basketball. And a lot of these coaches that have been doing it for a long time, you and I, fam, argued with this. You say the, the game is in a great spot. I, I would fight back. I would push back on that. And I think a lot of the veteran head coaches would agree with me. The game is not in a great spot right now. There's still a lot to be figured out. And I think Jay Wright felt like it is wearing him down, dealing with the transfer portal, dealing with trying to figure out whether they need to get a collective for Villanova to be able to get any players. So mm-hmm. I, I just think, honestly, and he's 60. He's 60. I know he looks 50. He's 60 years yeah. old. And a lot of guys, listen, there are some guys that retire at a time when they can enjoy for 15, 20, 25 years. He can, he can travel and see his kids. They're all out of college now. I, right. You know, the one misnomer always, and I talked to Jay about this years ago, he did have an itch to coach in the NBA. He did. And, and he almost took the Sixers job. They wanted him. He almost took it. But he, he scratched that itch with the Olympic team. And I think he realized then he, he doesn't want to coach in the NBA. He, he doesn't want to. He's dealing with elite level kids at Villanova that listen to him. Well, here's the thing. I just want to counter to this for a second. So 
I'm not saying that there aren't issues in college basketball. There are things that have to be figured out. NIL and everything that comes with it with the collectives, we could go on and on about everything that comes with it. There's a lack of clarity in that space right now, and there's a lot to be figured out. My point is, it's a changing time in college basketball, but you would agree if you're giving the thought of it's killing college basketball, college basketball is getting killed. That's not fair. That's not fair. The television ratings in March would argue otherwise. The storyline of Oscar Sheepway saying he's coming back to Kentucky, there's not Oscar Sheepway's walking through the door every day. My point is, Jay Wright had nothing left to prove, guys. He's proven it all. He's won at the highest level. He's put together a winning era that, that spans years and years. He didn't want to go through any more of the changes that are happening. He got tired of it. He wants you to know spend what time is, with so- his three children yeah. and wife. He's got great balance. That's the one thing with Jay Wright over the last 10 years or so, maybe maybe six or seven. He's got great balance. This is not a guy who's like Tom Izzo, who has to be out on the road every single day, who's got to be on the phone every single day. Now, he's not Mark Few either, but he's got much better balance than most coaches. And every time I talk to Jay, honestly, a lot of it would be about his kids, his, his kids and his boys who are now older and his daughter who's out of college and his wife was always with him. And, and again, I, I just think, I think it's a combination of saying it's time. And you know what? This new college basketball sped it up, sped up the time. Yeah, it's it's a changing landscape. And, and Jeff, we talked about this on the, the Sheway stream earlier, and I don't think we necessarily need to go all the way back into it. But it's with NIL coming at the same time as a transfer portal is a thing coming at the same time as you have guys getting six years, you have all these guys being immediately eligible. It's the, the changing landscape of everything happening at once makes it so that if you are a coach that has a work life balance it's not going to be something that that you have to have you, you have to be a grinder 24 7 365 to make it work in this day and age until we really find the new normal when it comes to the transfer portal and the nil uh, let me ask you guys this but before i, I know just got to go in a minute before um before we lose you i, I want need to, we need to things. we need to hit a little kyle neptune before you lose no, that, but, but yeah that's that, that's, a, that's that's literally yeah. what i was about to ask yeah. you is, is how yeah. do you feel about kyle how hard of a a role like how, how big a shoes is he stepping into like look shire had a year to kind of prepare himself for this right hubert davis is a guy that's been around the college ranks for a while kyle neptune i mean i what what is he like 33 years old i swear i feel like that dude was just playing the other day oh he's Kyle Neptune's got to be closer to 40 than 33. But here, here's the thing. First of all, Jay's not going to leave Kyle Neptune with some great team. Okay, number one. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not recruiting. They're not recruiting like John Shire, who I just saw at, at Duke. Okay, so he's going to have a rebuilding job of sorts. And, and, and now you've got a Villanova program that the expectations are so high and probably unfairly so. Because Villanova, unlike the last six years, that was at a different level. Like Fanta said, like, they were rolling. They weren't just leading the Big East. They were leading the country, yes. what he did. Yes. With, with culture guys, right? And Kyle Neptune can do that. He can keep the culture up. Okay? But, but you've also got to get fortunate. Like Jalen Brunson, Ryan Archie Diacono. Obviously, what we've seen out of Colin Gillespie, Jermaine Samuels. You know, maybe they Kale bring Bridges. Maybe they have so many. Back. They have so many yeah. great players. Yeah, so many great players. And uh, we're talking about Jay Wright. Do you want to weigh in? Oh God. Oh. <laughs> Jason Tatum's mother does not want to weigh in on Jay Wright. <laughs>
<laughs> does not want to weigh in. That was a, uh, a no. I think she's upset with the way uh, her son's playing in the first half. He has not okay. done jack shit. So she's, she looked a little frustrated. She looked a little frustrated. Um, I, listen, Kyle Neptune, we don't have enough body of work with Kyle Neptune. One season at Fordham. He was obviously at Villanova's assistant when they had a lot of success. Uh, so he did something right there. Evaluating, developing. They, they did all of it. They did all of it at Villanova. I just think the jury's going to be out. And, and I think he's got a, a, a tough road to, to, to sled here because, again, the expectations are so high for this program. I, listen, I just don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm afraid that this program is going to fall back, not, not a step, but maybe more than a step. Because yeah, I, what I don't think people realize is that the Villanova program itself is it's not – it's no, a blue no, blood because of, it's a blue blood because Jay Wright was there more yes, than it is the yes. same thing. It's not on the same level for when it comes to facilities, when it comes to to funding, when it comes to the size of the fan base, as the likes not of a, North Carolina no, or Duke or Kansas or Louisville or any of these other yeah. programs. Now it has unbelievable tradition and unbelievable pedigree. That didn't work for Georgetown. It hasn't been great for UConn coming back from from Jim Calhoun. Like. It's it's going to be fascinating to see how this this program develops under Kyle. I, I want it. I, I got. I like Kyle. I want. I want this to work for him. But this is not. This is not an easy situation that he's going to be stepping into. I don't think it's not an easy situation. At least he has a a year of head coaching under his belt. A year in which mm-hmm. he did some good things at Fordham. It's not an easy place to win. They've been at the doormat. They've been the doormat of the Atlantic 10, and he instilled a culture there and did some really good things. Certainly tough for for that program to lose him this soon. But I'll say this. like We need to further reflect on what you just said about Villanova. I can tell you guys this. Jay Wright is so widely respected because he's done things the right way. And there's a respect for him in the job that he's done from the Georgetowns, from the Providences, from the Seton Hall, your St. John's, your Big East school, that school. It's not like Villanova has the UConn state school resources that they're pouring in, pouring in. Those resources have grown off national titles. But guys, Villanova built it. They built a champion with the same type of resources that those other programs I just listed have. And that's why other coaches in the league and other coaches in college basketball have said, damn, like, I have nothing but respect. When you when Jay Wright's not in the room and you talk to people about Jay, what happens? Somebody is defined by how good they are when they leave a room and you start talking about them. And, and if he left the room, everybody gloat about Jay Wright. Listen, it was all about this. the Villanova culture. It was all about mm-hmm. the Villanova culture. Everybody. I mean, I, I just talked to Scott Drew about it recently, and he said, like, we aspire to be Villanova. And they just won a national title a year ago. And, and he's saying these things after winning the national title. Everybody aspired to have the culture that, that you know, the, the biggest thing to me was those kids always played hard, always played the right way. Not always. In the last six, seven, eight, ten years. Now, there was a point, guys, ten years or so ago when we thought Jay Wright might not make it that he might get fired. It was back, I think, in 2013. They had Corey Stokes, Corey Fisher. They took some chances on guys. And then he got the culture back, and he hasn't lost it since. And, and that's the key with Villanova. I think Kyle Neptune will, will stick with that 
I'm, uh, I'm not worried about that part of it at all. Like when it comes to whether like is 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 Villanova going to be able to get the guys that fit what they want to do? I, I absolutely 100% believe that they are going to. My concern is that nobody was better at at teaching their they they call them their concepts right at doing the playing the way they want to play, doing the things that they want to do. No one has done that better than Jay, and we've seen a lot of his former assistants end up at programs and not be able to instill that. So that that's my concern is what are we going to see on the Villanova team? And like part of the reason why it works is because you have that culture, you have that, uh, that expected development time. You're, you're, you're going in knowing that you're not going to be a star freshman, sophomore, maybe even junior year. You might play five years there, but if you put in your time, you do the work, you develop, you learn what they wanted to do. They will turn you into an NBA role player, right? If Colin Gillespie and Jermaine Samuels play one second of NBA time, that 2018 national title team will have had seven NBA players on the roster. Think about that. Well, let's hold on a second. Not just like, let's, let's, Stop from NBA role player because I, I I get what you're saying. Well, yeah, how about just how right. about just NBA player? How about just NBA player and getting bags? Because mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson's get getting paid. paid. Jalen Brunson, did you watch? The only reason why the Suns were close last night to winning is because Mikael Bridges refused refused to stop putting in an effort. Those guys are different. They're built different. And I think, honestly, Jay, Jay mm-hmm. looked at the culture of college basketball, and this is the, this is the other side of this. So th- this is where Jeff brought up my side of the argument, and I get it. Jay looked at the current climate in college basketball and said, can my system be as successful in the current climate? And the answer to that question is no. Yeah, he had one transfer on the roster. He had one transfer on the roster. He wanted to build it with guys – who were part of that program, stayed with that program, learned what it was like to play Villanova basketball. And I think he realized, like, I'm not sure I can keep doing it this way. So you know what? Maybe the time was now rather than fight it for a couple of years and try to figure this thing out and go portaling and figure out the NIL. You know, again, I I just think Jay Wright enjoys life. I think he enjoys Mm -hmm. life away from basketball now. As you get older, you're a young fan of – Doster, you're not so young. Well, you're, you're, you're <laughs> I knew, younger I knew that look. was coming. I knew that you're was coming. You're younger than you look. How's that? But, but as you get older, listen, look at what I'm doing with my daughter now. I mean, it's, it's different as you get older. It is. It's just you get a feel of like, hey, you know what? I want to enjoy the other things. I'm not as hell-bent on breaking every story anymore. I'm not. Jay Wright, like Vanna said, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's won two national titles. Right. He's he, – Ten years ago, if you told him he'd do that, he would have been like, where do I sign? There's no way in hell this happens. Yes. So I think he's appreciative now of what he's done and saying to himself, you know what? Yeah, maybe I could fight for a third national title. I'm good with two. I'm good with my career right now. I'm, I'm good to move on in my life. Jeff, yeah, while right. you're here, wait. Look, Jeff, while you're here, quickly, you said you've realized something with your daughter. I'm just curious. Did COVID – accelerate that or help that because you, you then were home. Yeah. I spent a, a ton of time with her, a ton of time with your family and you understand how important that is. And then, you, you know, you start to travel a lot and I'm sure Jay Wright is thinking right now, do I really want to go out two weeks in April and then be on the phone every single night recruiting some of these transfers? Cause he's got to reload right now. They're not, listen, going into this year, they have most of their guys back. You didn't have to do portaling. He didn't have to do a lot where now he's got to completely reload. You want to see the cutest kid in the world? 
I'm going to show you the cutest kid in the world. Right here. Look at Deuce. Deuce, smile. Deuce, smile for the camera. Say hello. All right. Enjoy the second half. Adorable. There's All right, Goodman, Goodman, the second half started. Get out of here. I'm giving you, I'm All giving right. Dagan one second to be able to switch up the, uh, the, the video before we get out of here. Get out of here, Jeff. Go, leave. We don't yep. want you. We're kicking, I'm booting you. Oh, boy. There he goes. Yep. All right, okay. Fanta, let's, uh, you got about 10 more minutes for me. Let's talk about this a little I bit. I got tons I'm, of time. I don't think I'm going to go to sleep tonight. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's wild, man. It, it, it's wild. I, I honestly did not think, if I would have told you, if I would have told you a year ago that Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, and, uh, and, and Jay Wright would all retire before Jim Beheim does, would you have believed me? No. No, I would not have believed you, uh, which there's a joke to be written or something to be said. I, I think Jim Beheim might be around in 2075. Uh, there's certainly a fair share of my new house friends who would like to think that and say that. I mean, you think about what Beheim's been through too, off the court. He's been through mm-hmm. his fair share of different, diff- different unfortunate issues. You know that there's been things that have happened in in Jim Beheim's career where it could have gone the other way, or he could have stepped down due to stress or due to life. But I'll tell you, in the time that I've covered this sport, which has not been long, and I don't need to get in, into that, but it has not been long. This is as shell shocked as I have been breaking a story by a wide margin because it was the type of news I called you and and told you we might have to be on standby for a potential breaking story in, in college basketball that's going to turn the sport upside down. And that is the thing here, folks. College basketball has just been turned upside down in the coaching ranks because when we talk about who the faces of the sport are, Jay Wright, was thought to be one of them. That if you made a Mount Rushmore of current college head coaches, Jay Wright was going to be on that Mount Rushmore. What he's done at Villanova and what he's done for the Big East Conference is as exceptional as it gets. He brought a small Catholic school outside of Philadelphia and put them on the radar, in the middle of the radar in the world of college basketball. It wasn't sexy. It wasn't dropping bags. It wasn't doing things under the table. He did it the right way. Did it with a sense of pride. And he got courted by the association several times. People in the NBA love Jay Wright. Do you know how many organizations would have killed to have him on their sidelines? He helped Greg Popovich. It's all you need to know. Greg Popovich considers him a great friend. They are great friends from their time with USA Basketball. Tonight marks the end of one of the great coaching careers. And it is interesting to see that this is the way it ended, Rob, that we're not ending with some sort of retirement tour or some sort of prolonged thing. Like, this is it. That, that, that's the most shell-shocking thing of it, that, that tomorrow the sun's going to rise. And by, so next it, week, by next week, there's going to be another breaking story that comes and goes. Here's, here's what's wild about it to me is that, this there really wasn't all that much smoke right like when when coach k announces retirement we all kind of what's the best way to like there was there was there was scuttle 
right? Like people right. talking with people like, hey, have you heard anything about Coach K potentially retiring? Like, I think it was like six weeks before that. There were there was there were rumors out there about it, right? When uh, when Roy, Roy Williams retired, like it was that had been something that had been talked about for like two or three years. But like, you know, I think I, I don't know how long, much longer Roy has in this. I don't know if it's going to take forever. This one, you called me, and and I was like, what? Jay Wright, what? That what the hell are you talking about, fan? You probably thought like, I was crazy. No, I was. I, I first of all, I I, I didn't. Fun. I I didn't just because. I knew, I I knew, I knew what you were like. I knew what you were about, right? I, I so if you're if you're telling me this, like you know what, I I gotta I gotta go chase this thing and see if it makes sense. But it's like there was no, no one expected this. Like a lot of times, you you expect this, and um, I think part of the reason why it it happened so quickly and it just it popped tonight. Like I, I can tell you this, as of about six thirty, Colin Gillespie did not know that that he was going to be retiring right I, I can tell you that um that the 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 team did not know until after it had already become public right so it's i think a lot of it got accelerated because of the like the word guy i don't think that this was the timeline necessarily that jay wanted i think because word got out it was yes, something where it people did started, it, yeah. former players like alan ray just tweeted that he found out about it last night he didn't want to believe it there are people that, that knew about this, and that's what accelerated it. Villanova has their program banquet tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have their team banquet with alums coming back and to celebrate a Final Four season. Like, let's not forget here. And think about this for a moment. I know it's a what if. But, Rob, if Villanova had Justin Moore, what what would have been your read on the Villanova Kansas game? Just just entertain me here for a second. I, I mean, I, I think that I, I love that matchup for Villanova. Like okay, with Justin Moore, but I, I I don't think you see where I'm going though. No, I, I do see where you're going, and and I guess it, I mean it, that's something that very well could have happened. Um, I, just imagine him going out on top. Think about it like this: we were just at the Final Four. And we saw the last time that Coach K and Jay Wright, two of what, like the the, the five greatest coaches that that in the last decade, we saw the last time that they were ever going to play, yes. right? And they both. It's just, it's incredible when when you kind of when that perspective is put on it. And I want to ask you this: Imagine what, if what is, Freud had done a retirement tour. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Imagine if. I mean, Coach K's got to come back now, right? He can't get one up like this. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't start I, with that. We don't need, we don't need that. I, I do want to, I'll say this too, as media guys in this. And I, I, I think it really does bear noting to the folks out there watching. I'm sure there's some Villanova fans out there who are pretty emotional right now. Like this guy has been your world. If you're a Villanova fan or a big East follower, or college basketball fan, like we do have to bring this up. Um, we don't have to, but I'm going to. Jay Wright, Jay Wright is one of the genuinely good guys to cover. For us, as as reporters and media, we have to be critical of teams when they don't play well. We were critical of Villanova earlier this season. You can go back and watch. We talked about why they weren't any good. Uh, they got better and better and better and made the Final Four. We talked about why they made the Final Four, what they did. The point is, whether it was high, whether it was low, because there were lows. There were people who wrote off Jay. Uh, Goodman. Goodman, I'm sure, wrote a column saying, hot seat. 
that's what he did for ESPN for a long time. My point is, Rob, like we're, we're looking at somebody who just did it the right way. He conducted himself the right way beyond yeah, to just you, wins to your and point, for people for people that haven't been in any Jay Wright press conference. There's a guy named Hoops Weiss, who is like one of the he's been around for like 70 years or something. Dick like Weiss. That. The guy, Dick Weiss. The guy's got to be like 90 years old at this point. Maybe I'm maybe I'm exaggerating that a little bit, but he's been, he's been around forever. He started out in Philadelphia and every single time that he's in a press conference. The first thing that Jay does, as soon as he sees him, he just says, hoops is in the house. <laughs> and I remember, I, I specifically remember at the final four this year, after they lost, Jay was visibly crushed, right? It's the last time he's ever going to coach Colin Gillespie. The last time he's ever going to coach Jermaine Samuels. And I think in his heart of hearts, he probably knew by then it was the last time that he was ever going to coach period. And you could just kind of see him. And the first question that gets asked is from hoops and, uh, and Jay just sees him and he goes, he gets asked the question. He just kind of sits there for about a split second. He goes, you know, I got to say it hoops is in the house and then goes up and, um, and, and gives his answer. Yes. Uh, so it's just like, that's, that's just who he was. He was, you know, I, I've the, one of the first times that I ever really like got to hang out with him. It was after a Villanova. I can't remember who they played in like 2016, but they just opened up this brand new uh, bar and restaurant, right? right across the street from the fin, like maybe a block away. And he brought a bunch of the media guy. Like it was me, Dana O'Neill. There was another, I think uh, maybe someone else from the athletic there, but he brought us with the staff and we just hung out there and, you know, had ourselves a beer, had ourselves a glass of wine and, and, and gave us the time of day. Like that's the thing about yes. him. That was so great. I, I want to folks, you- that's a part, that's a part of our industry folks out there watching like the, the, those types of coaches who also are able to say, you know, let's talk, let's talk about the sport. Let's talk about my team or, well, let's talk about you like that. That's just who Jay has been. And, and it, it is the most amazing thing. The fit that he had at Villanova and the way that he built that program up to what it is. And I do think Rob, like to your point, the, the reason why there's certainly some curiosity with the state of Villanova and what they do going forward is, is that they've become a winning blue blood program, but the top reason for that is a basketball hall of famer. And mm-hmm. now without him, what happens? What happens? Because the amount of pieces that you're losing here and the amount on that roster that you sit there and say, yeah, they, they have there every year for the last seven or eight years, you could make an argument where you said Villanova was the most talented team in the big East. Here's why. And heading into next year, even with Jay on the sidelines, Rob, this is what's interesting. Even with him on the sidelines, you right now probably would have said Creighton is the most talented team in the Big East. And if you didn't say Creighton, you would lean another way or you would say, I don't think Villanova is the most talented team, but you give them the benefit of the doubt because they have Jay right on the sidelines. When you lose a figure as good as Jay, we do have to understand, you don't just simply get the benefit of the doubt. It doesn't mean Kyle Neptune can't succeed there. I think Kyle Neptune is a fascinating, fascinating leader who put his stamp on a very difficult program to put a stamp on Fordham this past year. Uh, But this is a really interesting scenario here and a fascinating transition because Rob Villanova needs players. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this, Fanta. Let me ask you this because there are two moments to me that really define Jay's legacy, right? And define what he meant, not just to, to Villanova basketball, but to um, 
to the sport as a whole and kind of what he was as a coach. The first one was uh, the 2016 national title game. Everyone remembers it. Uh, Chris Jenkins, greatest moment in NCAA tournament history. Um, what I specific, I, I didn't see, I, I was sitting uh, courtside for that. So I didn't see this until after the game had happened uh, when I watched the replay of it, but the camera cuts, like th- there's a, there's a camera that's locked on him. And the second, the shot goes up in the air. And what he does is the shots up in the air. He says, bang to himself while the ball is in the air, turns, no reaction, goes to shake Roy Williams hand, see that Roy isn't coming to him and just goes like this. No smile, no, no going nuts. They just calm demeanor handled it. Um, the other one that stood out to me was the, his last game when Colin Gillespie and Jermaine Samuels both checked out. They were one, they were both in tears. Two, Jay was very clearly yes. getting emotional, and you got the, the, the hugs from them afterwards. So, not only was it that stoic demeanor, but there's like we always hear about Duke's brotherhood, right? And, and I, I don't want to take anything away from that, but there's, there's a genuine family oh. atmosphere when it comes to Villanova basketball. Like those guys come back, they work out together, they care about each other. Curtis Sumter does our Blue Blood on the Main Line podcast. He, he, you know, he's always, um, talking about those guys like he legitimately has a personal relationship with every single member of that team yeah like he I, goes I need a i need a blue blood on the mainline podcast like in my feed in the morning to hear what curtis has to say about all this mm-hmm. I, so. you're right you're right rob there's a different level and if you've gone to a game early that villanova's involved in you have seen them warm up and if you haven't seen them you've heard them it is real, folks. It is not some fake song and dance. There's this real love that comes across as genuine as that love could be between players and coaches. And that has been instilled by a man who will go down as one of the greatest of all time. So for Jay Wright, wow. Yep. All right. Fancy. Wow, wow, wow. Fancy, we've been here for about 30 minutes. I got my wife is yelling at me because I got to go, uh, go put my kids to bed. Um, so I'm going to let you put the ball on this man. Say what you got to say about Jay and take us home. Tonight, a legend, a hall of famer, one of the all time greats. He hung it up on his terms as a coach. He's got a life involved in basketball after coaching, whether it be in broadcasting or whatever he would like to do. But what I think is fascinating is you often hear of the retirement stories of a head coach of a program who couldn't see himself doing anything else and was afraid of retirement. And so he stayed with coaching. He stayed with the grind day and night. And to those guys, there's nothing wrong with them. Everybody has their own path. This is as unique of a path that we have seen because It came out of nowhere in some ways. But Jay Wright did it his way. He won his way over the last seven, eight years, and he goes out his way here tonight.